you can kill yourself trying to scale an enterprise. And I think you have to kind of go back to like, what are you building the business for? Like, are you building the business so you can live in Mexico part-time and surf and ski? Or like, are you building the business to, you know, <laughs> to, to just be in the business 24 seven? So I've seen a lot, a lot, a lot of entrepreneurs like just struggling to scale for years to find out like years later that, you know what they really wanted when they were honest with themselves was a lifestyle business. Do you want to learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and grow your business from successful entrepreneurs, startups, and CEOs without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresham Harkness values your time and is ready to share with you precisely the information you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO podcast. I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Shane Hurley of Redfin Technology. Shane, super excited to have you on the show. Excited to be here. Thanks for the invite. Yes, excited to have you on and hear about all the awesome things that you're doing. And of course, before we do that, I wanted to read a little bit more about Shane so you can hear about some of those awesome things. And Shane is the CEO of Redfin Technologies. In 2005, he discovered the payment processing business and has been in the fintech space for over 17 years. Outside of Redfin, Shane is passionate about investing in a wide range of assets, including his favorite international real estate. He also enjoys mentoring up in commerce. So Shane, excited to have you on the show, get a little bit of mentoring from you. Are you ready to speak for the IMC? community? <laughs> yeah, sure. Let's do it. I'll do my best to provide some value. <laughs> there you go. I'm sure you will. So to kind of kick everything off before we get into, you know, providing that value and all the awesome things, I wanted to hear a little bit more on how you got started, what I call your CEO story. Yeah, for sure. So I think, you know, I think probably like a lot of your guests, I mean, I feel like there, there's, there's a DNA element to entrepreneurship. Um, and so, you know, you, you probably talked to a lot of people that feel that. I know I felt that early on and I, you know, I was pretty confused. So I, my first experience with um, entrepreneurship was when I was 17, I can, I didn't have any credit, but like the real estate market was at a time. I don't want to like date myself too much. So I'll leave dates aside, but um, <laughs> I convinced my mom to use her credit to buy a flip uh, a house that we could flip. Um, and we did that relatively successfully. And then from there, I took, uh, you know, it was a little bit of money, but it was enough to start something else. And I actually started like a real, probably the world's smallest um, used car dealership. And so I was flipping cars for about a year or so, and you know, in this little tiny business. And you know, I didn't really know what I was doing, but you know, you just kind of had that like entrepreneur, uh, entrepreneurial hustle, I guess, if you will. And the, uh, during the time that I had my, my little tiny car business, I stumbled into the payments industry. And that was, uh, it was something that I could scale. So it was really fascinating at the time. It was very young. This was like back in 2005, like you said. And then, you know, I've, I've stayed in that industry ever since. I do some other things, but I mean, I'm still very active in that. And Redfin's still my baby and my main focus. So that's the that's the short version. Nice. Well, yeah. I appreciate you, you know, sharing, you know, so much about that. I love that you said the DNA because, um, you know, there's always a conversation our entrepreneurs born or made. And I feel like a lot of times they're not necessarily born or made, but you have certain tendencies or DNA that can kind exactly of you know, right. yeah. push you towards it. And it sounds like you had that in you. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's, I was in a room one time. I'll share like a quick story about that. They, there's like all these personality tests, right? And I was in this, I was in sort of like a mastermind event, if you will. And it was, it was other CEOs, but they brought employees with them as well. So there was probably like, I don't know, we'll say like a hundred people and maybe 
20 of them were the owners, founders, and then their other 80 were like employees and they did these personalities tests. And it was crazy. What happened was, this is like to speak, what happened was like, when it was all done, you had the two groups and it was, it wasn't a hundred percent, but it was probably like 95% of the smaller group. The like kind of that group that like from a personality standpoint will, will jump and then look down when they're jumping off a bridge, like jump first type. Um, almost everybody in that group was, was the founders. So I think it's that, um, it's entrepreneurs have a very high tolerance for risk, I think. And that's, and that was what was interesting from that experience. So anyways, yeah, I think you can learn, but, uh, but there's definitely a DNA element to it in my opinion. So. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I appreciate you sharing that because I think, um, you know, you, I, what's kind of the the um, the Apple commercial, I don't know if you heard the the square pegs in, a, in the round holes, kind of was <laughs> oh, yeah, reverberating sure. in my mind. And, and that's one of the yeah, parts no of doubt. it where sometimes you just go about things differently. And, and um, sometimes even if you're so confident about I think in yourself, but also in maybe what you're doing, you don't yeah. even almost feel like it's as risky as sometimes it might see from the outside looking in. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You're in, you're in it. And you're like, what do you mean? Like, you know, I think that entrepreneur feels almost, they feel it, like it's more of a risk to not be doing that, but right. you know, <laughs> but it's a, it's a good dynamic because, you know, as an entrepreneur, you, you need, you want and need good people around you that aren't like that. So it's, I think it's a good dynamic. It's, it's nice. Anyways. You can't have everybody on the team jumping out of an airplane, so to speak. So you got to make <laughs> sure, sure yeah. somebody's got to actually be flying and making sure everything's in order. <laughs> no, no doubt about that. <laughs> nice. So I wanted to drill down a little bit more and hear what you started in 2005. Could you take us a little, a little bit more about Redfin Technologies and what you're doing to serve the clients there? Yeah, sure. So, I mean, at, at face value, Redfin is... Um, we're a fintech company that offers payment processing and point of sale. Like if you go on our website, you'll see like, that's, that's basically what we do. Um, we're in a big competitive industry, but like really, really what we do at Redfin is we're sort of like, um, well, I'll back up a little bit. Like when I started out in this business, I was, I was an independent sales rep for a company like Redfin. And so like, I kind of did everything through the school of hard knocks. I mean, I was starting out like literally going door to door selling. And so as I was building up the business, like at each milestone and as the business grows, like there's all these different challenges. And so what we've, what we've done at Redfin is we're really like a platform to help independents. Like it's our, all of our business comes for the most part through independent sales partners. So we've sort of built our platform around helping them address the challenges that, you know, I've kind of learned that they're going to run into from, from doing exactly like what they're trying to do. So really like, we're, we're a fintech company at face value, but really what we are more than that, like in a deeper level is a platform to help our independent sales partners scale and grow their businesses. And a lot of it just comes down to like removing obstacles and um, doing anything we can to help them focus on growth. You know, all of them for the most part are trying to grow. Right. And so as you're scaling a business, I mean, any business owner will test this. There's a lot of challenges that come up. And so, you know, so that that's really what we do. That's kind of our, I don't know. That's our that's our business model, really. When you when you pull back all the layers of the onion, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And you always hear about um, I think I read it a lot in like Good to Great, where it talks a lot about you know whether it's talking more from an employee standpoint. But I imagine as yeah. you have like, for lack of a better term, partners and people that you're helping to empower, sometimes the best thing that we could do is allow them to shine. And by doing that, we allow all those obstacles obstacles to get out of the way, give them the tools, the information, so that they can shine and succeed. For yeah, for sure. Like for me. I was, I was a good salesman, but I was a really bad business owner <laughs> when I started, you know what I mean? So like when I was trying to implement accounting systems, I was like, I just want to go make some money. You know, that was kind of my mindset. And so, and, and I, and a lot of our, 
a lot of entrepreneurs have that in them. It's like, God, accounting is like painful to talk about. So like, if you can kind of lift those things that are painful um, off of partners, they have a lot more success. So that's, that's what's worked for us and that's what works for them. So it's kind of a good relationship in that sense. Yeah, absolutely. You get that opportunity to create that win-win, you know, environment. So that exactly. And I think on an even deeper level to, you know, kind of spend more time in their zone of genius. Like you mentioned, a lot of times the people that are the best salespeople in organizations um, sometimes hate, you know, every aspect that has to do with paperwork and all the money. Uh, for aspects. sure. 100%. And, and sometimes that could hold <laughs> exactly. them back. So it's so important yep. to kind of you know marry the two together. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. You already know. I can tell. <laughs> yes. exactly. That's exactly <laughs> it. It's exactly it. <laughs> Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So would you consider that to be what I like to call your secret sauce? It could be for yourself, the business or a combination of both, but essentially the thing you feel kind of sets you apart and makes you unique. Is it being able to kind yeah. of take those things away? Yeah. I would say, yeah, I would, I would say, um, it, it is, it is coupled with, um, I would say our secret sauce is, it is the platform coupled with, um, it, a lot, a lot of people say this, but I mean, it's really our team. Like I've, I've spent a lot of time, um, really building the team that we have. And so like, one of my favorite success stories is the story of Southwest. Like when they were first started, they had a mantra, which was like, love your people and they'll love your customers. And so like, for me, what I've learned over, like over the years is it really is like so much, so much about like a business. I think for in order for business to be successful, it's so contingent on having good culture because I mean, you can have the biggest aspirations on the planet, but if you don't have a team that can deliver those aspirations or just that, right. They're not really just goals or just aspirations. And so for me, it's, it is the platform, but it's, it's the team that we've created. They're all just, I mean, we have really amazing people and we really like work hard at um, managing that culture. So it's like, everybody says they have the best service, but like really delivering good and like amazing service is much more difficult and it's more expensive. Um, we're finding like in our space, a lot of companies are kind of going the opposite direction where like they're outsourcing call centers and they're doing, they're doing things from a cost standpoint. And so we're kind of like the contrarian where, you know, we can be a little bit smaller and we can compete because the service is so good. And, you know, and it's like, if you had a bad experience somewhere else, um, you come over, you come over to Redfin, like you'll really feel the difference. So like, we like to just kind of treat everybody like family, whether it's a partner or a merchant, whoever. So, um, yeah, to answer your question, I would say it's, it's our, it's our service, which is like driven by our culture and it's the, the platform that we have to help our partners scale. Awesome. 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 So I wanted to uh, switch gears a little bit and I want to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this could be like an <laughs> app, a book or a habit that you yeah. have, but what's something that makes you more effective and efficient? This is, this is, this is like one of the hard, this is a hard question because I think you've learned so much. You're like, oh, you're, you're constantly learning. Right. But I think for me, I don't know if this falls into your hack category, but I'm going to, I'll use it anyways, because like for me, something that's given me probably the biggest, um, I guess just lift in terms of, uh, growing myself, which has allowed me to kind of grow the business is just, is finding really good mentors and, and, and like, and kind of like a sidebar to that is, is being part of business mastermind groups. I've gotten, I can't even tell you like how much knowledge from being around good mentors who are exponentially farther along the journey than I am. And it's just amazing. Like sitting in a seat, well, like what, what can happen when you're sitting in a room with other people that have done what you're trying to do. And you've got some sort of an issue that seems really big to you. You kind of share it openly. <laughs> it takes a little bit of vulnerability, but it's amazing. Like how you'll get an answer back and it seems so simple when you receive it and you've been sitting there trying to figure the, the solution out to some problem you've had for like a couple months. So, so, so for me, it's like, there's a ton of them out there. Um, and I'm happy to recommend some, but I think it really just comes down to finding good mentors 
that are f- like farther along the journey, like whatever you're trying to do, find somebody that's kind of like a couple steps ahead of you. And then, and then, you know, and then, and then kind of partner up with that mentor. There's a lot of business groups, or in my case, like I've had, I wasn't able to like find a, a business mastermind group. It was exactly what I was looking for. So I just created one. And, and you can do that as well. And you can, you can find people with interesting backgrounds. And so I've gotten a lot from that as well. So um, I would say, yeah, of all the things I've done, that's probably given me the most lift in terms of just growing myself personally, which has then allowed me to grow the business. Perfect. Perfect. So I wanted to ask you now for what I call a CEO nugget. So this is a little bit more of a word of wisdom or piece of advice. It could be something related to the mastermind group or be something related sure. to your business, but something you might tell your younger business self if you were to hop into a time machine or potentially a client too. Yeah. So, um, see if I can, I don't know if, I don't know if you've got this one before, but this is, this is actually, and it's funny you say that actually, cause this is sort of tied to different, uh, mastermind groups that I've been a part of. And one of the things that I've, that I've experienced in being parts of these mastermind groups where you've got businesses sort of at different levels is that it seems like almost all entrepreneurs have a mindset that like, I need to scale, I need to scale, I need to scale my business always. And they'll kill themselves doing that for years. And, you know, one of the things that I've learned in, in like networking with so many different entrepreneurs is that I think, I think each entrepreneur has to really like decide what kind of business you want to have, because I don't, I don't personally, I don't believe that like trying to scale a business into some massive enterprise is for everyone. And, and so like the decision is this, in my mind, is that to be really honest with yourself about, do you want to have a lifestyle business? It can still be a decently sized business, or do you want to scale an enterprise? Because you can kill yourself trying to scale an enterprise. And I think you have to kind of go back to like, what are you building the business for? Like, are you building the business so you can, you know, live in Mexico part-time and surf and ski? Or like, are you building the business to, you know, <laughs> to, to just be in the business 24-7? So I've seen a lot, a lot, a lot of entrepreneurs like just struggling to scale for years to find out like years later that, you know, what they really wanted when they were honest with themselves was a lifestyle business. What am I even doing? So, um, anyways, I've seen some interesting breakthroughs with that. So I always try to share that with people because it's, it's amazing what will happen. Like I, I have a lifestyle business now, like, what am I doing? <laughs> I should be surfing more. I should be skiing more, whatever. Yeah, absolutely. No, I love that you shared that and kind of segues me to my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. And our goal yeah. is to have different types of quote unquote CEOs on the show, whether they're lifestyle CEOs or our scaling yeah. CEOs or whatever it might be. So what does being a CEO mean to you, Shane? Yeah, that's always a, you know that's always an interesting question. T- to me, being a CEO means uh, I think your job as a CEO, CEO is to, is to set the vision for the company, which which I define by purpose, values, and mission equal vision. Um, I didn't make that up, uh, but I've learned that, and and to me that makes the most because there's lots of there's lots of definitions of vision, and and then and then really just to build the team to achieve that vision, and not run out of money. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, that's, yes, that's it. That's it. Absolutely. Well, Shane, truly appreciate that definition and, of course, that perspective. And, of course, I appreciate your time even more. So what I wanted to do now was pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional that you can let our readers and listeners know. And, of course, how best they can get a hold of you and your team. And, of course, find out about all the awesome things you're working on, your mastermind and everything related to that. Sure. Um, you know, I don't have a lot of additional. I mean, if you're if you're interested in reaching out, I mean, I love I love connecting with other entrepreneurs. I love connecting with. I mean, we work. We're a business that works with businesses. So, I mean, if you uh, if you're if you're a business, you probably have payment processing services or a point of sale system of some sort. <clears throat> you want to work with a company with Soul? We'd love to help you out. Our website Redfin.com. Reach out to us. We'd love to talk to you. Um, and you know, I'd also encourage people that are you know going maybe circling back on the uh, the mastermind 
group thing. I'm, I'm more than happy to provide extra context there because it's been such an impact on you know, my life. It's not as hard as people think it is. And so, you know, feel free to reach out that way as well. I'm happy to provide some value on that front if I can. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And to make it easier, we'll have the links and information in the, in the, in the show notes. And, and for the merchant processing point of sales services, are there any limits as far as geography of where you can work? Just any, anywhere in the United States, we're all good. Okay, perfect, perfect. I just want to make sure to, to hammer that home. So yeah, we will have the that. information, no problem, in the show notes so that everybody can follow up with you. But thank you so much for the time you took today, the impact that you're having in so many different ways. And uh, thank you for mentoring us as well, too. So I hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day. <laughs> Thank you, sir. It was a pleasure being on with you. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by CB Nation and Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I Am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Check out the latest and greatest apps, books, and habits to level up your business at ceohacks.co. This has been the I Am CEO Podcast with Gresham Harkless Jr. Thank you for listening.